Good afternoon, everyone. You may recall that our end of year in reflection in 2020 focused on our home and community care people of Providence and their steadfast response in serving all those who came to us for care in the midst of a pandemic, supply and staffing shortages, fires, ice storms, and evacuations, to name a few. Truly, the word inspiring doesn't capture fully what they have accomplished and you and continue to do even now. And we recognized at that time that what we were facing would not be over in a sprint, but instead would more likely be a marathon. However, we had hoped that by this time in 2021, we might have many of the challenges behind us. And though there are some that have diminished, we still continue to face many. And as I reflect on our caregivers, I'm often reminded of an excerpt from a beautiful document, very much like a letter entitled Hopes and Aspirations for Providence Ministries, written by the Sisters of Providence when they made the decision to transition their ministries to a new form of sponsorship on December 31st, 2009. And this decision followed a lengthy discernment by the sisters as they considered the best structure for Providence Ministries into the future. You can imagine the significance of this decision for the sisters as they were considering stepping back from the ministries they had established, that they had led, and that they had served in throughout their history. And towards the end of the inspiring document, the sisters expressed the following. You will be challenged as well to respond to those who call out for our care and the hard choices will be there when our resources are constrained. However, as St. Vincent de Paul commended to us, love is inventive to infinity. Compelled by God's providential love, you will be invited to do more than you ever believed possible because of God's goodness and love for all. And I am sure that our caregivers have felt that they have done more than they ever believed possible. Yet for us in Providence, we do so with the trust that our provident God is always with us and will provide. I recently attended a Catholic Health Association webinar entitled The Heart of Hope, Cultivating Post-Traumatic Growth, which was attended by many members of Catholic healthcare ministries across the country. And the opening guest speaker was Dr. Robert Wicks, who's a clinical psychologist and writer whose work focuses on the intersection of spirituality and psychology. And he began his presentation with the following. I have some good news for you and some bad news. The good news is that there is no group more committed, better than, more professional than Catholic healthcare caregivers. Especially during challenging times, you have an attitude that we will just get through this. The bad news is there is no group more committed, better than, more professional than Catholic healthcare caregivers. And he added, the brighter the light, the deeper the darkness. And I have to say this really resonated for me, for I do believe that the depths of the caring by our caregivers can make it more challenging to rebound. Yet as Dr. Wick said, we must look for those pinpricks of light which offer hope and includes the light we have been to each other. And just as we have shared in our mission marathon, it is our caregivers who have responded and been steadfast throughout the whole pandemic. They have been the salt of the earth, 
the light for the world, each one responding with their gifts and talents. So we chose to focus this end of year reflection on the gift of our people of Providence, the gift of community, the gift we are to those we serve, as well as to each other, and finding joy even in the midst of challenges. During this rich time of Hanukkah and Advent, we are reminded the darkness of the whole world cannot swallow the glowing of a candle. This past year, we have suffered alongside those who have endured the unbearable, shared in joy with those who have seen celebration, and in this have become one body. I love that the Bible calls out specifically that if one part suffers, every part suffers with it, as well as when one part is honored, every part there is in its joy. For just as we have many parts in one body, and all the body's parts do not have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly. If prophecy in proportion to one's faith, service, in the act of serving, or the one who teaches in the act of teaching, or the one who exhorts in the work of exhortation, the one who gives with generosity, the one who is in leadership with diligence, the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. There are so many wonderful examples of love in home and community care. I invite you to listen as Rochelle and Tim share in this brief litany some of the beautiful words that were used to describe several of our 2021 Values and Actions Award recipients. There is one body and it has many parts. Sharon is what Providence has been about. She lives the Providence mission every day. Her 20 years at Providence have been a total gift to every colleague, patient and community member she is touched either directly or indirectly like thousands of us. But all its many parts make up one body. Catherine or Kat leads by example and has taught me how I want to treat others. Her kindness lifts us up, makes us believe in ourselves and helps us be better in our work and each other. God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. Sherry is a tower of strength and resilience that carries us through so many transitions. If all the parts were the same, how could there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there is only one body. In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. I honestly don't know where Kristen's role stops and her generosity begins. All of them will take care of one another. For all the tears Kathy has dried, somehow she has the strength in her spirit to continue creating magic in what she does every day. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. The family was so anxious, having never left their daughter in the hands of anyone. But through her care and commitment, Miriam has been a bright light for their daughter. 
If one part is honored, every part shares in its joy. Gabby or Gabriel has a true gift for bringing joy to everybody he comes in contact with. You are the body of Christ. Each of you is part of it. Rachel, well, she lives and gives from a wellspring of love. The bottom line is this. In the body of Christ, we need each other, not only for the health of the body as a whole, but to enable each individual member to operate at full potential. It is true in the human body, and it is true in our roles within healthcare. We need each other, and we belong to each other. Margaret Wheatley, a noted author, wrote a book entitled Perseverance. She shared her perspective at a Providence conference a few years ago at Cedar Brook Lodge. She shares, perseverance is a choice. It's not a simple one-time choice. It's a daily one. There's never a final decision. Just the many choices we make when it's our turn to serve the world. And this choice to serve is a joyful experience, even in the midst of great challenges. When people are working together for a common purpose, in our case, our mission, and really feel their connectedness, that is when we discover true human joy, the joy of being human together. And through it all, we've known we had a choice and we chose rejoice. It's taken all of us, each one of us gifted differently and each one needed to help our mission to flourish. We truly do belong to one another. As we have had to make decisions regarding our own personal well-being, we have committed to care for one another by becoming vaccinated. We have stood with one another when there were COVID outbreaks in our facilities. We have become closer than ever to our residents as they spent many days without visitors, standing in for family when they were unable to be present themselves. We have remained with our colleagues as they have become parents, gotten married, changed roles, learned new self-care techniques, and also as many faced uncertainty, loss, and grief. This beautiful, messy life that you offer through being present. What an incredible way you honor God's calling on your life by taking care of each other. Where would we be? Where would we be if the six women who formed the Sisters of St. Joseph had not taken the risk to embrace a vision to affect change in even just one city, one countryside, one set of circumstances. The Sisters of St. Joseph encourage, God invites us to be present in the here and now. And as we are attentive to the movement, we can step faithfully into an unknown future. In sharing God's unconditional love and fidelity, we dedicate ourselves and all of our works to creative collaboration with others as we seek to tear down walls and build bridges that unite. And in the words of Mother Bernard, we are called to be a people of bold faith, foresight, and flexibility. Where would we be? Where would we be if our caregivers had not responded? Where would we be without the leaders showing the way. Our people have stepped faithfully into the unknown, 
shared God's unconditional love, and work creatively in collaboration with others to solve today's issues. We are a people of bold faith, foresight, and flexibility. We are building bridges to unite as we know that community doesn't just happen. It takes showing up, it takes work, it takes everyone bringing their gifts to the table, recognizing the gifts in each other, working through hardship, supporting one another, that has made the difference. Our people have created enlivened places, places that resist the disorder that's happening around them. They do this by using their hearts and minds and by relying on the strength of their sense of teamwork and community as a ministry that leads with love. And we've seen so many examples of leading with love. So now for just a few moments, we'd love to invite you to help us to think about all of the amazing happenings that have happened throughout this year. Do you remember the ways that love's been demonstrated throughout this year through your work? What examples come to mind? As HCC has committed to leading with love, this commitment has shown up in both big and small ways. So many examples that we know have happened throughout your work in our ministry. Things like launching the hospital at home program for St. Peter's Hospital or getting the home medical equipment operations spread across all of Western Washington. As Tim said, taking time to honor our losses, the All Souls Day. Epic, as Rochelle shares, epic is epic. Table of the King and St. Joseph Days. Home Infusion Clinics opening. What other things come to mind as you think about the great work that's gone on throughout this year? I can think of the care that happened in our SNFs, staffing issues throughout our ministries with people coming forward, even the hardest of times, the resilience workshops and vaccination clinics. Does this sort of strike you that we haven't even remembered how big of a deal it was to actually pull off vaccination clinics, the migrant camps, home kits for families that are settling in Washington? Mention of the year of Lyra program. That's an incredibly beautiful offering, and we're seeing people take advantage of it in a way that's really helping. The DEI work with inclusion and belonging. Hear me now, the wonderful stories and the way we've been able to lift up diverse faith traditions. A two year long journey for hospice certificate of need in Pierce County, and the approval for Irvington Village. So many things that have happened throughout this year, and they're done with such grace and resilience. As we think about the dynamics of COVID, we get absorbed into the work of all the infection control pieces, which have just been phenomenal to keep our people safe, starting with that idea that if we take care of our caregivers, they'll help take care of our people. And what fantastic work has been accomplished over this last year, regardless of our challenges. And we most certainly have found light in one another and have been light for the world. This Rockwell painting is an all-time favorite because it reflects our collective humanity. We create our circles of belonging and we come only armed in love. Love calls us to the more, calls us to remember our oneness with all of creation. This year offers renewed hope amid perilous times as together we can create a better world. 
and we can be curious and in the process discover how to make a little more room in our hearts for each person we encounter. We can acknowledge the times we missed the mark with compassion for ourselves and a humble receptivity towards the transforming power of grace. Richard Rohr offers this, because of our inherent dignity as children of God, we are empowered and called like Jesus was to create a more loving and compassionate world. Responding to this divine invitation might be the ultimate gift we could offer back to God. It is in this gift that we also find our deepest belonging, as so was aptly captured in one of our resilience sessions, a caregiver shared, I thought I was the only one feeling this way, but clearly we are part of a community and it's so good for us to be together and to share. So as a summary and final prayer, I'd like Tim to share this quote from the late Jack Glazer, a theologian and a founding board member of St. Joseph Health. He wrote about what it means to be a caring community. Let's listen to his words. It is our conviction that the whole of life is sacred. It is in acknowledging and responding to the holy in our midst through our relationship with God, one another and our environment that we allow sacred encounters to flourish. It is in the daily living out of our lives through our joy or sorrow, our awakening or confusion generosity or our experience of limit that we encounter the sacred it is in the way each of us goes about our day that we reflect our understanding of ministry the goal of sacred encounters requires a cultural transformation if we are successful in living this goal then we will be a community that serves that speaks that celebrates and prays in such a way that others regardless of religious beliefs encountering this community, experience a revelation of life's deepest truths about human dignity, caring, compassion, community, success, power, growth, sacrifice, love, suffering, debility, and death. Experiencing a harmony between our heart's deepest resonances and this community's character, persons go from this encounter more healed, more whole, more able to live, to love, to hope, and to die. To be a community of caring changes us personally as well as the world. Each person playing their part shapes us, deepens us, and because of our people of Providence, we are changed for good. Thanks everyone for allowing us to share this reflection. Thank you for leading with love as you did so well this past year, for the last couple of years especially. We are so grateful to you. 